Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me today, as always, is my co-pilot in this podcast adventure. His name is Wade. And how are things today, Mr. Wade? Pretty good, but try not to yell so much. I have a headache. And the Panadol hasn't kicked in just yet. Ah! Oh, I mean, I'll keep it down. That would be great. Have you... Have you ever have you ever been called a co-pilot before? Um, no. No, so that's a first. That's a very first time. That's the very first time anyone's ever called me a co-pilot, and it's completely inaccurate. But it's it's metaphorical, Wade. Come on, roll with it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> co-pilot Wade, and I'm not even saying it's not even like assistant pilot. It's just co-pilot. Like we're equals in this, man. That's well, that's what this means to me. No. Co- calling someone co doesn't make them equal, right? That's it, what the term means. No. The dictionary says. Okay, would you rather be the co-founder of a company or the founder of a company? Well, yeah, but there is no pilot of the podcast. We're both just co-pilots. Would you rather be the guy piloting the plane or the guy co-piloting the plane? But if you're co-piloting, you are piloting. It's it's in the it's no, in the no, word no. pilot. <laughs> right, but if you're the co of something, it's instantly diminished. Is my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see the word co or the prefix co as referring directly to an equal partnership of some kind, like a coefficient. The co isn't diminished. That's like it's calling part, it's it's like calling it. the second mate on like the first mate on a ship the co-captain. They can only yeah, be one. They don't call them. They don't right. right. Exactly. They don't call them the co-captain that's because why, they're not the co-captain. That's why you have a, a pilot co-pilot. and a co-pilot because one has is the primary. Mm, nope. I don't. Nope. Not in not in the podcast world. I'm afraid. Okay. What if you're in an X-wing, right? X-wings Look, only have one pilot. But continue. Which is the one on Hoth? Like, uh, where they've got oh, those? the... Snowspeeder. Snowspeeder, okay. My apologies. Yeah. God, I just... I can't believe I made that I mistake. can't believe you called that an X-Wing. <laughs> I was thinking X-Wing, okay? <clears throat> That's... Man, but they have, I, a, they I, have a co-pilot, but he's obviously not flying the plane. Well, no, but he's super important because he shoots the gun and he has, like, the hook thing you use to take down the AT-ATs, and without, without him, they die. Yeah, I'm not saying the co-pilot isn't important, but he's not flying the ship. No, right? In this case, where you're the one doing the producing here, yeah, I think it's more accurate to say you're flying the ship. So you're the pilot, and I'm the co-pilot then. I mean, you could look at it that way, but I think, you know, pilot is still the wrong term. Hmm. What, how, what word would you use in this situation for our circumstance? Co-host. Host. Okay, so if I say co-host, is that diminished? It depends. Are you the co-host or am I the co-host? Who gets top billing both, here? We're both co-hosts. <laughs> I like how we're coming back into this pod where we left off the last one and just arguing with each other. <laughs> this is good. This is good for ratings. People like conflict. Indeed. People don't like it when you say something and I'm like, mm-hmm, that's right, or vice versa. Mm. That's boring. Yeah, that is boring. It is. No, it's not. have we talked about the monty python sketch argument uh no so there's a monty python sketch that i actually listened to a hundred times before i ever saw it Mm. because my friend uh that i used to get a ride to school with back in high school he had a bunch of monty python sketches that he had 
the word ripped is not accurate because he put them onto a cassette tape. They weren't going <laughs> onto optical audio. When you say you got to lift to him with high school, is this on a, like a bike when there was like one big wheel and one little wheel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, because those they didn't have tape decks. Come on, man. This was a, this was the nineties, man. This was the nineties. I am old. So anyway, it, it's brilliant. This guy comes in, he basically walks into a professional facility of some kind and says, hello, I'd like to play an argument. And they send him to a room. Have you heard this? Yes, I, I completely okay, forgotten about this, but I found this in high school. Someone had like ripped it to their phone. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> same thing. Come on. Sort of the same thing. Sort of. But go but, on, explain it for the listeners. Have smartphones. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so bottom line, he ends up in a room with somebody who is a professional arguer, and he exists solely to have an argument with this person who's paying money for the privilege of doing this. And it is just one of the most well-executed, just well-written comedy sketches of all time. So we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to watch the YouTube video. It's out there. Mm. On a quick side note, Monty Python for a long time fought hard against letting their stuff be on YouTube, and then eventually they said, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen stopped claiming copyright on it and the sale of their dvd sets increased like 800 percent. i mean wow. you can find new stories on this so the lesson as always is fighting piracy is a fool's errand just don't mm. even bother yeah don't yes bother. just let people steal your stuff uh-huh and eventually it will cause more people to buy your stuff legitimately than the other way trust mm. me that's how it was proven Proven empirically by this one example, this one anecdotal example. Anyway, that's like my argument, um, which part of it is that the other guy just basically straight up contradicts everything that he says at first. And he gets mad because he's like, this is an argument. It's just contradiction. And the guy goes, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you start an that's argument. It. <laughs> it is. If you want to get people riled up, just play the game of contradiction first. And then maybe you can have an actual argument later. But. No, you aren't. Uh, <laughs> that's not how that works. Yes, it is. Now, now I have all these like British insults in my head, and I'm not sure which one, which ones of them are ridiculously filthy to a certain portion of the audience. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Well, I mean, I can help sort those for you if you'd like. You can, but not without me seeing them on the podcast and then making you edit it. Which, eh. <sighs> Okay. How about this? Before next time, I'll go ahead and find a list of ones I want to say and send them to you in an email, and then you can censor them beforehand. Okay, I'll tell you which ones are safe for, like, YouTube casts. Like, you could say this, because all your listeners are probably above age, but this one is just too filthy. Yes, and then you're going to troll me and tell me the backwards <laughs> of every one of those. A complete contradiction of every one of those. Would I do and then, that? And then I will get flagged by youtube even more than i already am have we talked about this on the pod that you're getting flagged for being uh, advertiser unfriendly i mean we, uh, have. we have no we haven't talked about it but i have heard you mention it is what i should say yeah okay so long story short here everybody loves like inside baseball stories about running a youtube channel that's their favorite part of the podcast oh yeah but i started so youtube started this automated system that looks for content that may not be suitable for all advertisers after certain advertisers found that their stuff is being advertised on like white supremacist videos and freaked out. So as a knee-jerk reaction, Google's like, look, 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 we have this automated AI system that goes in and looks at the videos. And if there's anything questionable, we'll just remove you from the list of available advertisers and you won't have to advertise for questionable stuff, which I don't know, in theory and concept is maybe okay, but it's such a broad brush and the AI sucks so much. 
I have had no fewer than 22 of my videos flagged as not suitable for all advertisers. Mm. And at first this worried me because I was like, I don't swear in my casts. It's all StarCraft 2 or Brood War. I couldn't find any pattern as to what they were triggering on. So I was like, if they find any of my videos not suitable, that means they all could be not suitable mm. in theory. And I was so I was so worried about this, but they do have a little a mechanism in there. You can click it and say, "Please have a human being review this video and see if it's suitable for all advertisers." So I've been doing that for every one of them, and every time within 24 hours, they come back and say, "Oh yeah, you're fine. Sorry about that." They've done this like 22 times already. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about the false flag. Sorry about the false flag. Sorry about the false flag. And it's like, look, at some point, can you just realize I'm not sneaking in adult content here? I'm not sneaking in racist rants about stuff. Leave me alone. Stop flagging my stuff as not suitable for advertisers because it's not true. Well, they've actually been doing this for a lot longer than it seems. It's only recently, like, when all this adpocalypse stuff started happening, is that's when they started notifying YouTubers about demonetizing their videos. And they've what? actually been doing it for years. What? <laughs> Yeah. So this is just them being, like, more polite about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and even the fact that you don't swear in your casts isn't... swearing. irrelevant. Yeah, swearing is irrelevant to YouTube. For instance, the co-optional podcast, which is swear-tastic, is still advertiser-friendly. As far as you know. Yeah, well, I mean, Total Biscuits publicly said that that's one of his most profitable videos on YouTube with advertisers. So... All right. Uh, unless he's lying. So swearing has nothing to do with it. How about, uh, like, violence? He's done some tests on Twitter, this was ages ago, where he had people upload two identical videos, and in one of them, he would have the thumbnail just be, like, a black screen, right? Or a picture of a cat or something. And the other one, to have a picture of a gun, and the gun got demonetized. That was the only difference? They're just looking at thumbnails? It's one of the factors. Um, he then oh. ran another test where it had just names of guns in the thumbnail, and that got flagged. So there are obviously... <laughs> <laughs> there are things that get flagged, and it's like, all right, let's, let's just check up on this, but obviously they don't check up on it until someone goes, hey, could you? Anyway, so yeah, I mean, if it was my job to try to make sure that all of the content was suitable for advertisers, I'd probably just quit. Like, that sounds <laughs> impossible. But in a situation where you flagged somebody 20 plus times and every single time it's fine and humans have looked at this guy and he's doing the same thing every day, maybe you leave him alone. Can we do that? Maybe you just, like, you know, put a little note on his account saying, look, his videos are fine. Come on. Maybe you know this, because I don't. Do they give back the revenue that they've gotten rid of during the time that they're looking at the flag, right? I don't know if videos that are flagged have ads displayed on them. Right. So, like, if I have a cheese compilation, which I've had, get flagged as not suitable for the first 24 hours, which is where most of my traffic comes from. Mm. And then they're like, oh, sorry, our bad. Do I just lose the advertising for that first 24 hours? Do you know if ads still played on it? I don't know. I need to I need to check next time it happens. Because if ads don't play, you don't earn money, but you would still earn money off YouTube Red Views. Yes, which is not much compared to what advertising revenue is. Not much, but when there's no advertising revenue. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than zero. Exactly. Which, by the way, we got our first Patreon. We did. I did receive an email from Ted. 
He sent some beautiful feedback to the podcast along with becoming a patron. So thank you so much, Ted. It was great. He <laughs> talked a lot about our um, murdering puppies discussion from last week. He had some really strong thoughts on that, but mm. we're not going to make those public because I'm not sure he wants us to anyway. Yeah. So again, you can check us out on patreon.com. There's a link in the show notes for that. Just helps support this weekly podcast, which mm. I'm sure you listen to every week because it is your favorite form of entertainment. Of course. It is. 100%. All right. So that's enough YouTube stuff going on. Although, okay, one real quick YouTube thing coming up. So you do have a One Trick Wednesday coming up here, which might be just posted or might be coming soon, depending on when Wade gets this thing out. He's been killing it lately, though, very fast posting. Anyway, One Trick Wednesday coming up. It is our no gas One Trick Wednesday. So it's going to be a lot of zealots and marines and static defense and uh, queens and zerglings and stuff like that. So check it out. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be our last one for a while. I'm just putting it on hiatus for just a bit. Not really getting a whole lot of um, participation as of late. We're going to put that again. Just a bit of a pause. It will come back later. But for now, last one for a while. You should check it out. Hoo I totally forgot that that's what this one was. And I was going to do it. I really was. I'm like, no gas. Anyone can do that. And naturally, like everything, I forgot about it. I will give you 24 hours to get one in. Just you, though. Just me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. 24 all. hours. All right. Okay. All right. Deal. Who was it? Who was it? I think it was. No, it wasn't Pope Bunny, was it? But it, they got to GM with a gasless Zerg build. What? Yeah. Poke Bunny did? It might have been Poke Bunny. I, I think, no, Poke Bunny did. He got uh, GM on every server in under 12 hours or something. Didn't he cannon rush? I thought Poke Bunny was the cannon rusher. No, that's uh, printf, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the P name. The other P name, Print F. Mm hmm. Not Petit Drogo either, though. No. No. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with the Zerg build, that's got to be like Proxy Hatch and Lots Queens, queens. <laughs> and Spines and stuff, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. I know he made all the replays available as well. I'll have to dig through the Reddit and try and find that. Okay. I mean, considering how many high level players don't bother worker scouting, I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised if more often than we think, like a Terran player goes, I'm going to move out to do something, and oh snap, there's a hatchery with four spine crawlers right outside my front door. What am I going to do? Mm. Anyway, it just drives me crazy that people don't scout. They don't. Protoss actually scout quite a bit. Mm. They probe scout more than any other uh, race with our workers. So that's good. That's good for them. Mm. So speaking of the Vitero games, why don't you tell me about Children of Zodiacs? Children of the Zodiacs. Um, not on Steam, it's not. Isn't it? Oh god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Two yes, mistakes. There's nothing, there's nothing better than the condescending correction that's wrong. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn it was Children of the Zodiacs, because that just makes more sense. Um, I mean, I'm staring at the page right now. It's in several places. Well, you would be. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting, like, an XCOM vibe from this thing. Kind of. It's been a while since I played XCOM, really, but... Oh. Uh, I have played it enough to know that it, it's pretty similar. The only difference is... Uh, with Children of the Zodiac, you have a three-character team. I don't know 
what you have in XCOM at the higher levels and stuff. But from what I can tell, this game is purely three character, mm. three characters, and it's on a very small map. Like you did, each level is a very small map, and it's a grid like XCOM, so you can move. You know, basically in the same way. It's turn based, except your the actions you can take apart from move are all card based. So you have a hand of. I think it's up to seven. You can spend a turn to like draw some cards if you want. You get two, but all your attacks are, uh, are based on the cards you play, and they all have ranges from where you can hit and where the area of effect is. And then when you basically when you play the card, but it's an ability, like it's, it's just set on a card system. You roll dice to determine damage and bonus effect. And it shows the dice. I can see some of that here. And you can click and roll them yourself, and then you get to re-roll up to two of them. Hmm. All right. So it is, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but it is a fantasy realm. It isn't like XCOM where it's kind of futuristic and aliens. This is all wizards and um, dra- dragons and stuff, kind of? Sort of. It's set in a, it's fantasy, but it's yeah. not high fantasy from what I can tell. Right. It's more dystopian. Uh, but you're casting spells and stuff, right? Uh, there is one spellcaster. And, okay. but it's a spellcaster character type, um, the, what you use to cast the spells is like a technology, uh, called Zodiacs, and when someone starts, picks up a Zodiac relic from like this forgotten age, uh, and then try to use them, it slowly binds with their body. <laughs> so, Whoa. the, the, ch- the three characters that you have are all children, and the one who's a spellcaster has this glove, who kind of puts it on because she hates adults and starts killing adults and then it's like why can't i take this glove off and the other guy uh, other two are like it's kind of on you till you die (laughs) oh so back to this like just hates adults person that sounds moderately terrifying uh yeah there's a massive class system between the nobles and like the peasants the reason why you play as children is someone basically had the idea of what if I started an orphanage and then started using the, pe- uh, the the children to commit crimes? I mean, it's not a new idea. <laughs> no, it's not a new idea, but it's a very fun one. <laughs> it is. It's a classic. I mean, that's... Oh, crap. What's the Dickens book where that is with Fagin and stuff? Oliver Twist? Pass. Pat, you're passing on Charles Dickens? I, I've never read Charles Dickens. Oh, man. All right, um, homework for you. You need to read The Tale of Two Cities at some point in the next month. It's not that bad. It really isn't even that long. And it's honestly some of the best writing I've ever read in my entire life. Like, Dickens was incredible. The only thing with Charles Dickens I've ever seen is the Doctor Who Christmas special. It might not have even been the Christmas special. It was just an episode set around (laughs) Christmas with Charles Dickens. Yeah, I remember. I remember some Charles Dickens on the Doctor Who that I've watched. It was was all right. You weren't impressed by gas ghosts? Uh, nope. Nope. Fair enough. I was not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, using children as thieves is one of the more brilliant ideas, assuming your society has a surplus of children, I guess. Yes. Like orphans. One of the children that you have, he's really kind of like, ugh, please don't hurt me. But at the same time, he's the, like one of the more powerful characters on my team. Like, I use him the most because he's the one with a gun. Okay. And it's like, please don't hurt me. I'm not as strong as you guys. And then I'm like, all right, let's play this card. Roll these dice. Okay, you just killed three people at once. What are you crying about? Does he believe that he's really weaker than everyone else, or is he playing? 
He's like the wimpy guy, yeah. So he is a coward. He just happens to be real strong sometimes. Yeah, because I sat around the first five levels and power leveled a bunch. Ah, you're one of those people. Oh, yeah. used to have a co-worker, buddy of mine, who did that. On every game he ever played, he would sit there and grind the first area for like 17 hours until he was super overpowered and then just steamroll the game. And I was like, dude, Ray, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be played, man. Uh, Okay, one... Uh, JRPGs absolutely should be played like that. Two, <laughs> this game just um, scaled everything with me. So oh. I, I moved on to the next level and everything was my level. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Made me feel but bad had, for grinding. But you had new abilities, right? So yeah, that's fun. Uh, I had a couple new cards unlocked and I had... Yeah. Uh, there was It did give me benefits. There are benefits for grinding in this game. But that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like to do is just power up a bit and then steamroll for like a couple levels and then power up a bit, and then steamroll. <laughs> I did not get that. I got, like, I hit the next one, and it was just as hard as the missions I'd been grinding. I'm like, ugh. So what you're saying is you don't like being challenged. I like being challenged. I just mm-hmm. like to be able to overpower that challenge if I want to. Um, Final Fantasy games have trained me to do this. I've played Final Fantasy thirteen, which is not a brilliant game, for about 60 hours than, more than I'd like to admit <laughs> because okay. I sat at several spots and just ground out a bunch of levels. Fairly boring and repetitive, but it's something I could put on, you know, a YouTube video or a podcast and I could just, you know, walk over, go down this elevator, battle six wolves, go back up the elevator, go back down, wolves have respawned. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Just killing Boris, basically. Yeah, and I could do that over and over again until I was max level. Yep. I just, I mean, I get the idea that you don't want to get stuck on something and not be able to progress and just just lose all passion for a game because you're stuck. I get that, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, if I'm not, if I don't feel like there's a chance that I die during a fight, then I don't enjoy it nearly as much. I understand that, but with a game like Final Fantasy, sometimes the combat systems are, let's be let's be frank, boring. Mm, so true. the challenge doesn't necessarily come from the specific fights. I mean, there should be other things in the world, like the boss fights, which is you know still a fight, and but other things that you could do, like collectibles, exploring, quests that will, might provide a challenge. And if I hit a brick wall in just fighting scrubs. That's going to make me put the game down faster than anything else. Yeah, totally. Totally hate that. I, I also uh, maybe have cheated to be max level in f- like 15 minutes in Fable 2 when that came out. Because mm. I discovered, I don't know if I, I looked this up or if I just kind of discovered it, but I think I discovered it. That you could join a second player who would have all your abilities, and then you could have the second player refund the ability so it got like free xp that could spend on anything and then leave the game it would transfer all that free xp back to you game breaking yeah 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 in fairness it's fable 2 which is like just one of the one of i don't know (laughs) one of the weirdest like craziest stories of any game ever possibly yeah. So I don't know. I guess I don't feel bad about you breaking Fable 2, is what I'm <laughs> saying. If it was a great game, I might be a little bit upset. Uh, Fable 2 is a good game. What do you want about? Mm, all right. Why don't you like Fable? What's wrong with Fable? Uh, Something, something contradiction. 
Someone so let's. <laughs> You're not skimming out on this. Oh, I am. So look, look if you said of... Fable, if you had said Fable Three, maybe I could buy that. Mm. But you said Fable Two, one of my favorite games. Okay. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't remember. I have you. not. I have not played a whole lot of Fable Two. Uh huh. What I have done is read a lot about Fable 2 because I played some of it and I was like I don't know if I like this and then I read some stuff and got sucked into like some crazy detailed reviews of the game and I was like I'm not interested by this at all and that has entirely created my opinion fine yep I'll let this one go I'll let you have it though because if someone's actually (laughs) played the well, I'm just saying, if you played the whole game, then your opinion is more valid than mine for someone who hasn't played anything, basically. I'm going to roll with that. <clears throat> yes. So speaking of video games, uh, my oldest boy, my nine-year-old, has started playing Portal. Ooh. Yeah, he actually got introduced to it at a friend's house. A friend had Portal 2 on his console of some kind, his <laughs> Xbox, I think. Where was Portal 2 released for consoles? Uh, Xbox 360, I believe, but it might be it might be on the one by this point. But I'm pretty sure I played it on the 360. Okay, so it's the yeah, so it's probably no, the 360 that he played it on. And I was like, you know what? I'm not comfortable with my kid playing you know first person shooter games at this age. But Portal is kind of a good way to get a lot of the skills for aiming and kind of logic and puzzle doing and stuff and timing that you do need in you know more adult games later on down the road. But I feel okay with my kid playing it. So. He's been playing Portal, and it's funny because he'll come to me and be like, Dad, Dad, I'm stuck on this. I need you to help me figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? I think you got this thing. And he'll be on level four. I'm like, if you've gotten through levels one through three, you get the basics. You know what to do. You just need to look at it a different way. As they say, you need to start thinking with portals. Mm, indeed. So what I've been, yeah, so what I've been trying to do is just help him get a new perspective on something. Well, what about that wall there? What if you time this with this? And just show him a new mechanic. And then let him kind of figure it out from there. And it's been fun. He's hasn't gotten so frustrated he's quit, which has been kind of a problem with him recently where he'll play a game and get stuck on something and then stop playing it, which sounds like his dad. So it's totally understandable. <laughs> but I think he's on he's on the last fourth of the game at this point and really having a good time. So oh. good job, Valve, back when you used to release games, <laughs> making really, really great games that I can share. With the upcoming generation of gamers, I wish I wish you had more stuff coming out. Valve's making games. What are you on about? <sighs> no, Valve is not making games. Valve is not making games, just like there is no live-action movie of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> exactly like that. I mean, okay, one, there is a movie. It's just awful. Uh, nope. <laughs> two, <laughs> Valve is making games. It's a Dota card game. Well, if you want to be literal, wait, I guess you could say that Valve is still making games, but they're not. They're not making they're games. Not, no. I mean, every time Valve has, like, an announcement, I'm like, it's going to be, you know, the Steam box or whatever, like, their new console, and it's going to have Half-Life 3, Portal 3, Team Fortress 3, and Left 4 Dead 3, and it's going to be amazing. And they then, would sell, like, 8 billion copies of that. Yeah. They would. I, I know. More than everybody on Earth. They would sell more. <laughs> Everyone would buy two. Yeah. It's true. And it's never that. 
No, it's never that. Man, your dream is big. I've never even once been like, what if it was Half-Life 3 and Team Fortress 3 and Left 4 Dead 3? <laughs> like, I'm just, can we just get one of those things? <laughs> You're <laughs> like, dreaming realistic, and I'm like yeah, shooting I'll, for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I would give a pinky for Left 4 Dead 3. I mean, that Left 4 Dead 2 is one of the greatest games ever, mm. especially in the zombie genre. Yeah, if you want something that's very similar to the Left 4 Dead style... Um, play Vermintide, like the Warhammer Fantasy game. That'll give you some serious Left 4 Dead vibes, but it's much more recent and still getting new content, I believe. Oh, Vermintide, huh? Mm. You play uh, YouTube. You play as four characters that um, are tasked with various missions, uh, and you basically take on a horde of rat men instead of zombies. But and, same thing yeah but instead of ranged focus like guns and stuff you it's very melee focused but you do have I'm, ranged abilities i'm watching a video where this guy has an axe so yes yeah, i believe you it's super fun i just can't they're, get three other people together to play it so they're rat people they kind of look like kobolds are they kobolds just like except kobolds are copyrighted somehow <laughs> they're called skaven so. oh never mind he pulled out two guns we are ranged now yeah, uh, some characters have different kinds of weapons. So basically, you play as like a tall imperial dude, a dwarf, a uh, elf, like a high elf kind of character, and a fire mage. Are you? Oh. I think there's a fifth option, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, so Left 4 Dead in a fantasy setting. I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah, it's in a pretty. Warhammer setting. It came out two years ago, which means it's way more updated than Left 4 Dead. That is true. That is true. So true. Yep. I mean, not that Left 4 Dead isn't sort of pretty, but man, it's it's getting old. Didn't I give you a key for this? For Vermintide? I might have, because I gave you Behold, a bunch of Steam keys. Check my Steam library, which is getting bigger all the time. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Oh, guess what there is? There's an update for Steam, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Every day there's an update for Steam. Their developers are some of the busiest in the entire world, I swear. <laughs> no, 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 okay. I mean, I opened Steam today. I didn't get an update. <laughs> well, I'm just dead. Just throwing it at Library. Maybe they don't have one for the Australian Steam wage. Did you think about that? Oh, we don't need an update is what you're saying. We're too good for that. Um, or it's too good for you. <laughs> I don't have I don't have Vermintide in my library, so nope. Okay. I might... Mm. I might have a key somewhere. I'll have to look. I will play some Vermintide with you. That looks fun. Oh, will you? That would be amazing. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I have some amounts of free time these days. Some. Some. It, it, it's really a question of whether or not we have overlapping free time with our time zones. Yeah. Like, this time is hard enough to schedule. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this time... Hmm. Last over the weekend, it was daylight saving times, and I completely yep. lost track of what time it was and when well, that we record go. this podcast. I completely forgot like what time is it in Australia, and it's got to be like move the clock forward an hour after that. And so I sent you a message today for some help with this situation, and because of Twitter only displaying one message at a time, I nearly wanted to punch you in the face <laughs> because. I asked, I asked you what time on your end do we start yeah. the podcast, and I would yeah. just reverse engineer. But because Twitter only shows me on like my phone's lock screen the most recent uh, message that you sent, oh. it just said, usual time. 
I was like, I know we're going to start the podcast at usual time. When is that? But I was not that obtuse. I had actually said 9 p.m. my time, the usual time for me. Yes, you just... So for future reference, Daylight Savings begins Sunday, November 5th at 2 a.m. for me. November 5th, okay. Yeah, so it's a while. While yet, but a month out. About a month. Okay. Yep. So no concerns. We got the, we got this figured out. Have I shared my idea of doing away with time zones on the podcast? No, but I'm very curious to hear. Okay, we do away with time zones. Is that the entire idea? Two o'clock is two o'clock everywhere. 1,400 hours is 1,400 hours everywhere. Some people wake up at 1,700. Other people are having breakfast at 1,700. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's those a are probably meaningless label. <laughs> it just it having to coordinate meetings between like three separate continents is so much harder because you have to count for time zones and what's doing daylight savings and what's not. It's stupid. Just say <laughs> we're having a meeting. At 0300 hours, and everybody knows exactly when that is all the time, all year long. Okay, I like this in principle. Okay. Which time zone do we get to pick and go off that? Because We don't. No, It's a raffle. You... <laughs> How do you draw the raffle? We put it in a randomizer, and it doesn't matter. Somebody gets to have noon at the noon time that they're used to, and then everybody else adjusts around that. That's how it works. Right. But Somebody wins the lottery. You cannot get a, every country to agree to give up their time zone. Right? No, you and can't. You, you're in a country that has, like, four spanning the, the size of your continent that you've got over there. Yep. I mean, which I mean, one? It's is not the, as bad as Russia, but yeah. <laughs> well, nothing's as bad as Russia. Doesn't Russia have, like, 16? Like, Russia is huge. <laughs> When you're that close <laughs> to the North Pole, I would assume so. <laughs> yes. Mm. Anyway, that is my dream. Because, because yeah, everybody would throw a giant fit when it first started, but give it like a generation or two and nobody would even care. Nobody would remember the old way. Oh, probably it wouldn't, not. It wouldn't have any appreciable effect on anybody's life. It's stupid that we right, do it this way. But, but you would still have conversations where you go, okay, so uh, we'll start the podcast at around th 0300 and that person would be like, Dude, that's the middle of the night here. Whereas if you go, okay, I know I want to start at around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Let me look up what it is in their time zone first. If everyone has the same time, you can't look up. Like At best, you could be like, is it nighttime in Australia at 4 o'clock in the morning? Chances are it might be yes. It doesn't matter. It you does can matter. Look, you can look and you can do the same thing and say, okay, what is 0300? Here, it's in the middle of the afternoon, and there's a website. You go, what's 0300 in Australia? And it says, it's like the morning time. But you have Deal it. With it. That's, that's it. That's the thing. You can't get a specific correlation. Here, I can say, okay, it's 4 p.m. now. It's 5 a.m. there. All right? If I go, okay, well, it's what mm. kind of... Yeah, you have to be like, well, what kind of day is it in uh, America at the moment? It'd be like, well, it's about four hours to sunrise. Is the, like, the closest you could get. Because you would have to go, you start using how bright it is outside as a reference point. Is well, at, you know, at eleven hundred, the sun is at its peak. Okay, I get what you're saying, but all you'd have to do is say you propose the meeting time, and they would say no. This this block of time works for us. This block of time works for you. And then we say, oh, looks like 0200 
overlaps in both of these blocks. Let's go with that. Right. That's, that's all you have do, to do. That's what people are doing now anyway. No, they're not. They are. No. When I asked you to do this podcast, you said you were free from like 9 to 11. And then I just looked at what time that was here and said, okay. You just yes. gave me a block and I realized that overlapped with the block that I had free. People are doing what you want now. It's just not wrapped in the same system. I don't know. I still feel like it would be improved if we just had the podcast at 0600 hours. Okay. It would be less confusing. I'm not that, saying it would that, revolutionize the world, but I'm saying it would simplify things. I mean, we could go to metric time. What the heck is metric time? Uh, it was a com- I, I can't remember what... I think it was Swatch was the company that wanted okay. to introduce a metric time where it ran on sets of tens instead of... Freaking Europeans. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just hate those freaking Europeans, man. I'm going to offend all three people in Europe listening to the podcast right now. We do have someone listening from Belgium. There you go. One person in Europe listening to the podcast. Definitely one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just one. But no more than that. No. Yeah, no. We have a limit. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they were they wanted to put it on a quota. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were really hoping for you to thermal, but we'll take what we can get. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, they wanted to put time instead of 160 seconds, 60 minutes to a 10 beats in a megabeat or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get it. I get the yeah. concept. It, it was stupid. I mean, does it work out? Like, is the same time basically the same time every day? You know what I mean? Or does it shift over time? I don't know. I don't, it must I have don't. been consistent. They wouldn't have, like proposed it, right? Like uh, nobody wants a time system where it's different. Well, I assume Dude. it was so that they could uh, try and sell specific watches. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the basic concept, sure. But you're not selling it if it's shifting over time, which I guess our current system does, which is why we have leap years. But mm. okay. Instead of hours and minutes, the so- the main solar day is divided into a thousand parts called beats. Each beat would last one minute and 26.4 seconds, equal to uh-huh. one decimal minute in French decimal time. There you go. So it's not even truly metric. 1.26, come on. I know. It's terrible. <sighs> Get out of here. What a joke. Here. What a joke, Swatch. Swiss, Swiss, right? I think they're Swiss. They're Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they Swiss German or Swiss French? Another Swiss French. That sounds like a Swiss French thing to do. Probably, especially if one beat is equal to one decimal minute in French decimal time. I think it's Swiss French. Yep, hundred <sighs> percent. Disgusting. Disgusting. The French, the Sacre Swiss bleu. Germans, the Swiss Germans that I know are upstanding individuals, but the Swiss French can't trust them. Oh yeah, all the Swiss Germans that I particularly happen to know—they're all nice, I'm sure. I do really know some Swiss Germans. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure you do. Okay. Just, make, just making sure that was on the public record. Hmm. So you're also playing something else besides Children of the Zodiacs. And I already forgot what it was. What was it? Borderlands, the pre Borderlands! Oh, we're going to talk about Borderlands. That's right. Borderlands. Get your gun. My short-term here. memory is busted, Wade. You have, you have three kids. I do. My brain cells are gone. Yeah, Borderlands. Okay, have a, uh, so my Borderlands story. <laughs> I do have a Borderlands story. So PlayStation 3 
Um, I got it. I came with like a free month of PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. whatever it is, where you can basically play a library of games uh, right. uh, for free. They'll let you download them. And you can subscribe to it once your free trial runs out. So one of the games is Borderlands 2. And I was like, oh, I've heard good things about this game. A couple of my coworkers play it and really love it a lot. So I threw it on. I downloaded it, started playing it. And I was like, this Claptrap robot is loud and he never shuts up. And I was like, okay, Claptrap's gone. This handsome Jack guy is loud and he never shuts up. And I got tired of getting yelled at and put it down and never picked it back up again. That is my story. You might have the best experience out of everyone on the planet with Borderlands, because I'm not sure it gets any better than that. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> oh, oh, can you can you validate my decision to quit the game, Wade? Help me out here. I feel it was a responsible decision. Excellent. Excellent. That said, I, I did I, I have I have had a lot of fun playing the series. Okay. I, I got every achievement in the first game on the Xbox 360. I really played the ever-living hell out of that. Wow. Yeah, you did. Yeah. For the first one. Yeah. The, Not f- the second one. one. Okay. Yeah. No, the second one I liked because it had a story. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, fir- the first one really kind of didn't, but it does have a lot of characters that really kind of grate on you after a while. It's... A mix, it's a mixed bag, and I think the strength of the Borderlands games is with the characters that you get to play. Not that any of them are uh, particularly interesting as a character, it's their skill set that you get. Yeah, definitely. And in the first game, I picked a, a character called Mordecai, who was like, uh, shown off as like the sniper role. And his pet, well, not his pet, well he had a pet, getting to the pet. Um, his ul- yourself. his right. ultimate ability was his pet like bird, right? Called Bloodwing. Yes. So you could send off this bird and it would just attack stuff by itself. Yeah. Okay. Every character got three skill trees, and at the very bottom of the skill trees were like ultimate abilities, stuff that really kind of enhanced your gameplay. And he had one that was it took five skill points to put in at each level, but you eventually got a hundred percent chance to bypass shields. So any character that had a shield, you just attacked their health straight away. Dang, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, I found that to be really fun because it just meant you never had to carry an electric-type weapon because electric is great against shields, fire is good against health. So if you just carried a fire weapon and an acid weapon, which was good against armor, you were basically set for everything, and then that left you with two more weapon slots to fill. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strong. Not to mention uh-huh. the game was super hackable, and I jumped online, and someone was like, here, take this gun, and I picked it up. It was invisible, super hacked, and killed anything in, like, three shots. This sounds like Wade's kind of game experience. <laughs> I only used that gun once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you didn't use it to just roll through everything. No. By that point, I'd finished the main story two times oh. and was basically just trying to, like, fill out the... um. DLC achievements. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I had to use that gun because killing the heart, like, there's an achievement for, like, kill the hardest thing in the game, and doing it solo was a little difficult for me. Yeah. I can understand that. I can understand it. The problem with the other two games and why I think it was a good idea to put down Borderlands 2 is the classes I don't think are very fun. Okay. In Borderlands 2, there's a DLC character. I can't remember her name, but she's basically a mechmancer. She has, like, a giant robot that when your skill tree is just to upgrade and change visual parts and, like, the kinds of attacks it can do. Okay. That, that's super fun, 
but I don't think you should pay 15 extra dollars to play it. Uh, no, it doesn't sound worth it. Nice try, though, Borderlands. And at the moment, I'm playing uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. And there, are, there really kind of isn't any fun characters in that. You have to kind of play semi-bad guy characters because you're helping the bad guy when he was still a good guy kind of thing, and you get that slow transition from him just turning into a total jack-off. But you know the whole time he's going to be a bad guy. Yeah, so your character... Uh, that's hard. Everything that your character says and does is like, I enjoy killing random people. It's like, okay, that's nice, but we're trying to save these people, remember? <laughs> Somehow that's diametrically opposed to what we're trying to do here. Right. We can't yeah. just shoot giant lasers at them. I mean, come on. Is Tiny Tina in the pre-sequel? Um, she might be in a DLC bit. I think there's okay. something like that, but other than that, I don't know. Because my recent roundabout way of getting into the Borderlands universe was I found a YouTube channel called Hey Ash, Whatcha Playin'? Okay. And it actually got its start back in 2000 and, oh, 2007, 2008. This is an old YouTube channel. This is like mm. old school YouTube. And it is basically little short two to three minute sketches, like sketch comedy with super like dark, irreverent, obscene humor is what it is. And so I'm watching these and they're pretty hilarious. And the comments talk about how some Borderlands contact. So I looked it up and one of the actors and writers of this YouTube channel actually did get hired to write for Borderlands 2, Anthony Birch. Um, and so he's the reason that there's any kind of a story in Borderlands. They're like, we need story for our sequel. Let's get someone who can write stuff. And Anthony Birch was the one. Okay. And then his sister, Ashley Birch, is the one who's kind of your like crazy um that's like a straight man and a like straight man and a funny man combo right. here Anthony being the straight man and she's the funny man and she voices Tiny Tina. Ah. And so that's the con that is the connection that I have to Borderlands 2 right now but hey Ash what you playing pretty funny stuff. I think they're still going as far as I can tell. So putting out videos. It's very like tangentially related to video games. I think they sort of use video game names in the titles. It kind of gets you sucked in, and that sometimes it's about the video games, but most of the time it's just about being kind of uh, wildly irreverent. Right. To put it to put it in a nutshell. Uh, hey Ash, what you playing? YouTube channel uploaded last six months ago. Okay, so maybe not super up to date. <laughs> <laughs> Although six months is better than a lot of other YouTube channels that were huge in 2008, I can tell you that. That is true. That is yeah. True. So yeah, that's Borderlands. I, I don't know. I know the arts art style is something a lot of people love, but I just couldn't quite get past the hand drawingness of it. I guess I don't know. It bothered me at some weird level that I can't quite explain. Fair enough. That's that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Also, man, claptrap never shuts up. I mean, a good compromise would just be to play the game on mute. <laughs> That's true, but I need to hear when people are shooting me from that w direction over that way. Mm, not really. <laughs> There's not an awful lot where it's like, I can't find who's shooting me. If you like, if you think you're getting shot, it's because your health bar is moving down. Just turn mm. in three, uh, like a 360 degrees, you'll find the guy that's shooting at you. You can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or play a character that has a pet and just let it shoot at it if you can't find it. That does sound convenient, having a pet, I mean. Play the Macromancer chick and just summon the pet, and then it's like, okay, I can't find who's shooting me, but this guy's gonna take care of it. This guy can figure it out and solve that problem for me. Yep. 
Hmm. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll come back around to it, but maybe, maybe that's all I'm going to say. You know what time it is, Wade? NFL minute time. It is Rick and Morty time. NFL minute time coming later. All right. So Rick and Morty, the last episode available on Netflix Australia was the ABCs of Beth. That is correct. Now we get to play the game. Did Wade enjoy this episode Mm. or not? That is the game. So, based on our our previous conversations we've had, mm. I'm going to go with, no, Wade did not enjoy this episode of Rick and Morty. You'd be wrong. Dang it! You are on a roll right now. You are liking these episodes. Season three has been a very good season. All right. I'm in. I like the episode. Okay. That does not say... I'm not aghast by what happened. <laughs> well, that's sort of the Rick and Morty relationship, right? I mean, yeah, they start the very, very first episode is very clear about what it is and what it is going to be. And yeah, yeah not yeah. enjoying what actually happens while being eminently entertained is kind of its wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the episodes in this season are actually enjoyable and not, you know, hey, wubba flub flub or whatever. Like. <laughs> There's less wubba lubba dub dub. That's the phrase. Yes. There's much less just, hey, I'm saying silly stuff because silly reasons. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah. Not much. Not much silliness in mm. this episode. No. 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 I mean, I a, do. a little bit of silliness. I made the water breathable. <laughs> what kind of monster would do that for his daughter? <laughs> yeah. Sarcastic Rick is good. Uh, yeah. He's so mad. That's the best part. He's just upset that Beth is like, you stuck me in here. And he's like, it's the best place ever for a six-year-old kid. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry that you think you deserve an apology. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best non-apology of all time. Yeah. It is. Mm. I mean, if we had to rate them, that would be one of the best. One of the best. That would be up there. So maybe without getting too much into the specifics of Tommy's experiences in Froofy Land, I'm just the one takeaway, not the one takeaway, but one of the major takeaways I got from this episode was that Tommy is not living in our world with any level of adjustment, right? He's not. He's going off the deep end. (laughs) Like Beth's plan to free him and bring him back here is a terrible plan. I mean, she does bring him back. No, no. Just his finger. Yeah, that doesn't count. Which, he he gave it to me. (laughs) Somehow I don't believe you. That was such a good line, though. Uh, She has, like, no conviction at all. It's so great. There is a question that I have. It's, he made the floor bouncy. He made the water breathable. And he made the inhabitants anatomically functional. Yeah. Yep. Huh. I mean, he didn't expect it to be anything but a play place for kids, right? That is true. And also, okay, a question for Tommy here. Why didn't you just eat the honey? (laughs) I don't know. Was it a never-ending pit of honey? Can you subsist just by eating honey? I think you'll die. Honey and drinking water? Like, it's breathable, but it should also be drinkable if it's still water. Yes, but again, I don't think you have the required nutrients in honey to not die of starvation. Even if you have enough food, right? 
Well, think about it. Rick could have been locking her up for who knows how long. And, right. What did she eat? Yeah, what would she eat? Yeah, again, it'll keep you going for a while, but after about year one, you just don't have the vitamins and nutrients you need to live, and your body will start to eat itself. You'll die. Mm. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, beats the alternative, right? Uh, yeah. Totally does. <laughs> <sighs> that freaking uh, puppet theater thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was I was messed up. I was dying. I also love the running gag where <laughs> they're just like, "We know." Yeah, where Tommy's like, "Let me tell you my terrible dark secret." And like, "We know. We, know. we figured it out 45 <laughs> seconds ago." And he just blows right past him. So what's on the agenda for today? Well, I'd like to make dinner. <laughs> and then I'm going to eat one of you. He puts, uh, puts a spin on that phrase, that's for sure. <laughs> Rupee land. Rupee land. And then Jerry dating an alien. Yeah. To basically which... try to get at Beth. Which somebody pointed out, the alien looks a lot like his visual interpretation of what Beth is based on the marriage therapy episode. Yeah, it is similar. Right? It's kind of similar head shape, similar hunting kind of a thing going on. Yeah. He has a type. Let's just say that. Poor Jerry. Poor Jerry. <laughs> I like how just Summer and Morty are just, they don't take any crap from their parents. I yeah. appreciate that about them. Well, I mean, Morty's practically grown up already. He's got a kid of his own. He is. He did raise a child from nothing to adulthood, so that counts. That counts quite a bit. The reproductive cycle of the Fruity Land inhabitants is faster than the sex bot that uh, that Morty picks up at like a pawn shop, which was really fast. Yeah, <laughs> which was, to be fair, incredibly fast. But yeah, the reproductive cycle of Fruity Land inhabitants is about three and a half seconds. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So anyway, I'm okay. glad you enjoyed it. Also, also, do you think that Beth is a clone, or do you think that it matters? Uh, I don't think it particularly matters, but I do think mm. she's a clone. Okay. Yeah, I think Fair she's enough. out of here. She was given the opportunity, and she took it. Gotcha. I think it's also entirely possible that Rick also made a copy of Beth, I uh, don't Beth, uh, Summer and Morty to give with her. Like, be like, hey, just be a family on the travel. Why not? Hmm. So, like, the entire family is just clones? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's I'm... the point, then? <laughs> They're all clones. Why does it matter? What's the difference between clones and an infinite amount of them? <laughs> I mean, the whole point of cloning Beth is so that her kids don't miss their mother, right? That's it. That's the entire point of cloning Beth. Right, right. But if and Rick if they're could... also clones, it doesn't freaking matter. Rick could do that. Why, when he left Beth... You know, when she was young, didn't he just clone himself? I mean, maybe he didn't have the technology back then? Oh, come on. I don't know. We don't know anything about how Rick gained his basically godlike power, do we? That is true. We don't have a timeline for it. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So there's one more. It was the finale last night here in the States. Ooh. It made me sad. Did you enjoy that episode? Oh, uh, I did enjoy it. They did bring up uh, Beth's clone situation so i'm not gonna tell you anything though i'm just gonna say it, 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 people were surprised they thought it would just be dropped forever but nope nope okay nope it made a quick comeback 
All right. Should we New or New York? Should we NFL minute this thing? Yeah. All right. NFL minute this. All right. Let me know. Count me down. All right. Three, two, one, go. For this week's NFL Minute, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Seahawks defense, who I started in my fantasy league against the Indianapolis Colts Colts this week. The first half looked pretty bad for my defense, but then in the second half, they got a touchdown ret- or a interception touchdown return and a fumble return for a touchdown. So thank you so much to the Seahawks defense for helping me win my fantasy this week. The Patriots defense is horrible, everyone. The Panthers scored 33 points after the first three weeks where Cam looked lost and injured and concussed. He looked amazing against the Patriots, but I kind of feel like that's just because the Patriots' defense is disgusting. The Pills are atop the Northeast Division of the the AFC. I almost said NFC, but it's the AFC. Got that one done. Bills looking okay. I expect them to fall down. The Giants are terrible. Again, the Colts are bad, too. The Raiders, without Derek Carr, are just completely lost. And the Chiefs just keep winning, so we got to watch out for them. They're 4-0 after beating the Redskins in Monday Night Football, 29-20 oh. in a pretty good game. Very good. Done. And Ted does appreciate the NFL Minute. You sh- I just think you sh- people should know. So there's somebody listening who cares about it. Indeed. He actually did talk about maybe doing a fantasy league next year with subscribers. So even if you don't know anything about American football, maybe we'll get you signed up for this thing. Because even if you don't know anything, your chances of winning are pretty good. Knowledge does not help you in this. I promise. <laughs> uh, okay, then. I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, there was um, some sort of a football grand final on the other night, apparently. A football what? Grand final? Yeah, like, uh, the, the, like it's like, is the Super Bowl like the final of the NFL? Yes. Yeah, well, it's like the Super Bowl for it. Rugby, okay. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what it's called, though? It's called the Grand Final. Rugby Grand Final. To the internet. Cowboys versus Melbourne Storms. Super League Grand Final. Fair enough. I didn't know it was called that. I've been educated. I only know this because people were talking about it at work. Melbourne Storm versus North Queensland. Queensland, yes. Queensland. Yeah, I found an article about it, even. 34 to 6. That wasn't even close. Yeah, apparently it was a real stomping. Yeah, that's all right. Stompings can be fun sometimes, too. And that is literally the extent of my NFL knowledge. My not NFL, NRL knowledge for this. <laughs> for both of them, in fact. Uh, <laughs> is that, yeah, that's about it. How popular is rugby with just like people that you know? Like, are you ostracized because you don't know anything about it? I mean, I'm not ostracized, but okay. I mean, everyone at work pretty much follows it. And like okay. every, after every game, which I think there's like one every week or something, people would be like, so did you watch the game? Or, oh, yeah, I got box tickets or something. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's pretty good. I, I guess. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the IT crowd? Yes. And the episode where they get email updates of how to have, like, small talk conversation about football matches that happened the night before? Uh, yes. Remember that I, I do remember the episode, but I'm having trouble remembering uh, the specifics. Yeah, the main line is, did you see that ludicrous display yeah. last night? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> it is good, and I've always thought you could probably market that. Like, I really feel like there are people who would pay, like, five bucks a month. Just to get an email 
every once in a while of just short phrases they can use in conversations about sports with their coworkers. I think yeah, it'd be great. You just go through and pick. Okay, these are the sports that my coworkers follow. Yep. After every big match, send me a list of stuff that I need to know roughly about. Give me three sentences and that's all I need. Yeah. 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 Like, did you see that bailing burrow on the top of the ramp that Inno missed? <laughs> <gasps> see? Perfect. You could do that for esports too, although I don't know that that's necessarily a problem in workplaces. No. <laughs> not understanding what happened in the esports world is making you uh, not able to participate in conversations. I mean, not yet, but I am. Every time nope. that they bring up NRL and other sports, I do bring up StarCraft still <laughs> at my work. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Keep it right. up. We're at time. We're at time. Time. Time out. All right. Tap now. We're at time. I, that was a pretty good podcast, Wade. It was. Where did the time go? I know. The good podcasts always feel like they're very short. Yes. The bad true. ones are an eternity. Yeah, don't listen to the bad ones. Nope. Don't, we're not going to tell you which ones they are, but don't listen to them. <laughs> yes. It's like the Avatar <laughs> movies or Valve's games. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it from us. This has been Falcon Paladin and Wade with yet another Falcon Paladin hour. Once we thought that we'd stay young, and these worthies never gold. But when I opened up my eyes, I said, "Grow old with me." Will you age here by my side And stay beautiful for life Oh, fade away in the darkness And leave me here This world is a cold place without you All right, out, out, exit, out. Let's do this thing. Got a quest done. Got some gold. Sweet. Mm, lots of gold. Delicious, delicious gold.